When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> On this one, uh, I'm your host, Rebecca Reitz. And I'm your host, Greg Bay. <laughs> And today, very special episode. Uh, our first, uh, our first uh, <laughs> suggestion, audience you, back. You sons of bitches! <laughs> you dirty, dirty sons of bitches! <laughs> I can't believe uh, we're you do- made us watch this movie. We're doing Rent, everybody. Uh, a, a movie neither Rebecca or I had previously seen. And what a privilege! <laughs> To live in a world where we hadn't seen this movie. I got to tell you, I was walking around happy prior to this. Three-word review, hot fucking garbage. Listen, um, I'm just going to warn everyone. If you like this movie, you might want to shut this episode I know some, down. I know some like musical theater nerds who are like, but I sang La Vie Boheme for my high school musical audition, and I love it. And no, uh, no just, just is, maybe. This is maybe the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> This might possibly uh, be because it wasn't even so bad. It's good. It was you know good. what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes you can bridge that line and you can feel real good about it. You're yeah. like, oh, this is great. It's just I get how this is a guilty pleasure. Yes, absolutely. I have tons of movies like that. Okay. But I'm not this. Not, not, not good. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, uh, who who is the supposed villain? I guess in this to get us uh, the started? villain was apparently supposed to be the landlord. Um, yeah, uh, who, Benjamin. Benjamin, who is the most one of the most redeemable characters of this whole movie. Okay, for sure. He is. He just wants. He just wants the rent, man. The the thing. <laughs> the thing that you owe him. You owe him. Okay. Yes, a year's worth. You've been living a year yeah, yeah, in yeah. New York City without rent. The first, it like... Uh, you gotta pay rent. They, <laughs> they say, we're not paying last year's. We're not paying this year's. We're not paying next year's. What? The movie starts with them taking the eviction notices, putting them in a garbage can, and burning them, and throwing flames into the street. If you watch carefully... Which I don't suggest you do. Be on your phone the whole time. One of these burning eviction notices gets caught in a tree. On the yeah. way down. There's, there's it's a fire hazard. Yeah. Also, we know that they're like heating and plumbing has been shut off in this. So there's no they, fire suppression systems in the entire neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have no, no water to no. shut this down <laughs> if this happens. Um, also, you can't afford rent, but you can afford a thousand candles <laughs> somehow. I don't know. If I you... mean, to be fair, a you know thousand how... candles in do versus you know New pricey... York City rent. Do you know how pricey candles are, Craig? <laughs> they are not cheap. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You can get like them at the dollar store now. Well, they're, they're like one hour. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're those dollar quote. This is a dollar store with quotations around. Right. It. Even okay. if you added up all those, can- that's at least a month's worth of rent. Okay, they're this burning is New away. York rent, so and it's and it's a fire hat. My mother would be furious. Uh, this is not a nice place to live either. Like it's it's a huge building, but like the heat's been turned off. Yeah, but it's also a huge apartment. I think we we need to note that. This yeah. apartment is freaking huge. Yes. We can downgrade, team. Okay, you we can, can find a smaller spot. I mean, spot. it's hard to find something that competes with not paying rent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hard but, to compete with doing whatever the fuck, fuck you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when we're first introduced to Benjamin, he's like, yeah, just pay me my rent. So he used to be their roommates. Yes. And... In their defense, I will say, when they lived together, he didn't charge them rent. Mm-hmm. And then he moved out and said, uh, actually, you, you, you do owe me rent. But even to that, he just 
his one condition is your friend uh, Maureen, right? Yeah, who is insane. Yeah, is making this protest. If you guys get her to stop, uh, I will give you free rent. Free rent? In my new building that I'm building, uh, which is going to have... The, the businesses that are going to move in are going to pay for your art spaces and studios and things like that where you can do your art for free. Yeah. What a generous offer. A wonderful offer. This is, that is so, he's just like, just get your friend to stop protesting me building this thing. Yes. And they're like, no way, man. I don't want to fucking sell out. Yeah, you're the man. You're the man. You're the man. Now. And honestly, as a comedian, because we're both comics, yeah, uh, I the entire time was begging, begging for this movie to give me something redeemable about these people. Okay, because I understand. I understand that your art isn't going to pay for everything, yeah. and you really need to piece it together. And it's fucking tough. But good. Good Lord, was every single one of these characters a sack of crap. A hundred percent. Except for Angel. I liked Angel. Angel was okay, I guess. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for her at all. So, you know, like it was, is it, it? She was the most redeemable character in the yeah, movie, I think. Sure. Okay. Aside from the supposed villain. <laughs> <laughs> Secondary was, to uh, who was supposed to be evil in this movie. Yeah. And you go, what a nice guy giving rent to these young artists. So I don't know what to tackle first. Okay, so we'll talk about... <laughs> There's so much to talk we'll about. We'll talk... Uh, you, you brought up Angel, so I'll, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. So as far as, like, the pacing of this movie goes, it is insane, and the dialogue is some of the worst... Like, the exposition is is insane. So so Tom Collins shows up, who's... Tom Collins, which... What a name. I know. I, I feel like they needed to, like... Fuck you. Reference that. It's like, <laughs> so he shows up, and he gets mugged. Yeah. And then Angel finds him in the alley. Yeah. And is that how they met? Yes. Okay. I think so. I, I believe so, yes. Okay. So so the timeline to me seemed all off. Because like, like, when they show up later, it seems like they've known each other forever. Mm. Although I full out did not get that whole Santa Claus drum number thing. Anyway... I was like, what? Like, that's that's the first of many WTF marks I made in my notes. Well, no, they had to this. have met each other then because they introduced each other. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So and they definitely, that was the first right. time they had met. Because I remember him saying, they, my friends call me Collins, Tom Collins. Yes. And here is the part that I hated so much. Okay. This movie deals with people struggling with AIDS. That's a that's baked Which into I think the premise. One of the, the m- more redeemable parts sure. of this. I'm like, okay, this is the 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 AIDS awareness of this movie and was probably the only good part of this movie. Well and I'm sure when the original musical came out, especially in the early nineties, like this is set in eighty nine to ninety. Uh okay. is like that. Is it set to eighty nine to ninety? Yeah. That's the then New what Year's. the fuck is that guy doing with that video camera? Oh, that he's is an artsy piece of oh, shit. Oh, I hate that even more now I know, because right? I thought that was set. I thought yeah, it was set. You, maybe you had, we had batteries in 1990. Oh, you sons of bitches! I know you dirty sons of bitches. But okay, back to this with the meeting between Angel and mm-hmm. Tom uh, is uh, is is the they go. I'll help you. Oh my god! I just found this guy who was beaten up in an alley. I'm mm-hmm. going to help you, but we need to hurry because I need to get into this meeting. It's for people with AIDS like me it's so heavy-handed and then he goes <laughs> i also have aids like it's it's just like that's that's how we're introducing this information is like oh yeah it's just i have aids i also have aids and we also you you were just beat up you can wait to go to your meeting to make sure someone's safe you know what i mean like it's not like you need to be there on if you walked into a support meeting and you're like sorry i'm late found someone beat up in an alley had to take care of them they'd yes. be like great it's not like the boat leaves, <laughs> like it's a church basement. Where, just come in. Yes, it's, it's fine. Oh my <laughs> Be god! Late. Yeah. You okay. This seems to... like an accepting group of people. <laughs> yeah. That would take an excuse or two. Yeah. Like... They... <laughs> so that, like that's one thing that drove me crazy. And then additionally, in terms of the pacing of this movie, all the important emotional stuff, like Angel's death, happen in like song montages. Like they just like. Or there's like, oh, and by the way, she died. <laughs> I, I would like to touch on this as well, because about, I, I don't know if you had this feeling, 
But about a quarter of the way through this movie, I thought, is this, is there normally this much singing in a musical? <laughs> and I know that sounds fucking crazy, but it's really it's truly what I, I was like, there, has there been dialogue? Was there ever dialogue in a musical? Has there been, I, like, I was just like, I was, I was floored because I was, it was almost like I was being gaslit by a movie where I was like, uh, am I insane? Mm-hmm. Th- there's been movies with dialogue before, right? <laughs> like, 100%. And I think, I think a good balance is kind of like the Disney musicals. Mm-hmm. Like you go back and it's like, it's mostly dialogue, a couple yep. really catchy mm-hmm. musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Whereas this did the whole p- polar opposite where it's like no dialogue. The dialogue we are going to have is unrhyming lyrics to song that drove me crazy i'm sorry i need i need lyrics that rhyme in songs i know you don't need yes i don't it's not like technically required for it to be music or whatever Mm -hmm. but when people are just doing that bullshit sing talking under a guitar i'm just like stop it i just keep thinking i'm like no one is allowed apparently no one is allowed to have a private thought (laughs) in a musical no (laughs) not a single private thought (laughs) Everything must be shouted to the, the musicals do not lack subtlety. <laughs> no, and that's the art form. That's fine, but these oh, the lyrics and stuff in here. This are is just... just too much. And yeah, that whole scene where Angel comes in and is a drummer, sexy Santa. Do they kill a dog? Are they singing about how I think he, singing how, about how she a, killed the dog? She's drumming until the dog jumps out the window or something. There's something I get, very fucked about this. And they're all loving it. I just remember watching it going, am I high right now? Am I fucked up? Because what I do I? not understand what the hell is happening here. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, did I miss some shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, I genuinely yeah. thought, I was like, did I, like, is there a chunk missing from this? Am I watching this on a, and then I was like, no, I'm watching this on Netflix. Like, there's no chunks pulled out. Like, this has to be the movie in its true form. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. And gives them is- money that comes out of nowhere. And at no point does any of these motherfuckers think, this money's for rent. <laughs> any moment, any time in this movie where anyone, any one of them is Gets given money. money, none of them put it towards the rent. Well, except for Mark. At the very end. At the very end. At the very end. So, and only to fuck it, like to yes. be like, fuck your charity. So he gets, so, th- and this is after they've been evicted. Yeah. So th- they show back up after New Year's or whatever. They're officially mm-hmm. evicted. The doors have been locked and all their mm-hmm. stuff has been taken. Yes. And they break in and then go, well, now we have squatters rights. So you can't, now that we're in, we have yes. squatters rights. Uh, I- insane. That is and such then, a, yeah. And then Mark doesn't want to sell it. So he gets a job for like, what is it? Hard copy or hard edition or something like yeah. that. And they're like, we're going to pay you $3,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, a piece to film for our things. And he's like, I don't want to do it, man. It's fucking selling out. And he only takes the job after they're like now squatting in yeah. a heatless thing. As you said, to pay rent out of spite, out of spite. He says, I don't need your charity. And I'm like, what do you think you not paying rent for years is yes. motherfucker? This is what you've been fighting for. Is yes. Charity. Is charity is the charity that you feel you deserve. Yeah. Okay. And, and then when he offers it to you, 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 s- you throw money in his face. Yeah. Okay. Cause, and, and to backtrack. So Benjamin was the one who got locked them out and, and took their stuff. But then mm-hmm. he comes back a while later with all their stuff yeah. and goes, listen, we're good. I'm yeah. going to offer you free rent now. I was just trying to wake you guys up, just yep. trying to get something rolling on this because clearly you're all degenerates. <laughs> like, Yeah, I misjudged this situation. I was bad. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. guess I owe you free rent somehow. Um, but even even before that, so he was like, just stop her from protesting this thing, which was a fair deal. I think that's a fair deal. Can we talk about this actual protest for this a second? This protest is, I think, one of the most fucked up things I have ever watched in a movie. I did not understand what was happening. Nope. I I didn't know. I didn't get the metaphors. or whatever. I didn't get the metaphors. I don't think at one point, 
I was thinking, I'm like, why would anybody see it as advantageous to make a whole sea of your supporters moo like they're cattle? I don't get there's some that seems it that seems like anti your message. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what the message was or what, but also what. Benjamin shows up there, and he like uh, cops come with him. And uh, by the way, this is a huge performance space, huge. Absol- this is yeah. a warehouse. You know what I mean? And they set up these lights and sounds, and she does this like weird avant-garde like performance piece, and which really makes me. I I do not like her. I do, I do not, not like, like her this one. I do not like anything about her. No. Um. But but he must have been at that point going. Oh, I got nothing to worry about. Like what is it? Like yeah. I thought this was actually going to cause problems for me, but this is this is nonsense. Yes. Like like that that was a room full of like maybe 50 people. Maybe? Yeah. 50 people in New York City like 50 yeah. <laughs> who are, who attend a weird art installation thing and like that's the biggest problem to redeveloping a depressed area with like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it would have been nice if she's not saying mean things about you. If she was saying mean things at all, I couldn't. I could. Figure. I could not tell. I didn't I know could what not your pick point was. Out of that. Uh, and he, like, at that point, he just had to be like, "Oh, okay, this isn't a problem anymore." Mm. Like, I, wash my hands of this. We're done. Yeah. You know. And then the the cops kind of there's a whole rigmarole with the cops, which and I just think this so speaks to this movie and how oh I hate these people. Okay, you put on this event. Okay. Yeah. There's this whole thing with the cops goes down. Not one of the main characters gets arrested. The people that literally orchestrated this entire protest, all of them get away unscathed and go, "Oh, it's fine. Those other people will be out in a few hours." Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. You started this. Yeah, let's not end it. And then is it this point that they go to the restaurant? To the restaurant where they spend a bunch of money that they shouldn't spend. But they get there and the guy's like, no, no, not tonight. You Mm. never buy anything. Which is a fair thing for someone who owns a restaurant to say. And and they go, no, we've got money tonight. And he goes, okay, come in. Just don't move the tables. And they, they move s- the tables first thing. And then Benjamin's there with his business associates talking about something. And then they just... Start dancing on tables. Dancing on dancing tables. Dancing on tables in a restaurant is inappropriate. Hugely. Um uh, making the, out with each other, just Marie the, like gross them. Yes, pulls out her bare ass. Yeah, which is apparently appropriate and totally justified for whatever reason. Scares away these paying customers out of this restaurant. Yes. Like you don't like that's not. We're not talking about like you went in and like fucked up the Olive Garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not like yeah, corporate chains, bad yeah. news, man. Like you're the suits and mm. fuck the system. No, they're going into like a mom and pop on what is probably one of their busiest days because it's the holidays. Yeah. Right? A place that normally lets them sit there and not mm-hmm. not buy anything. Benjamin's sitting quietly with his associates. Yeah. They're obviously ordering a couple drinks, some food. Like they're yeah. putting, they're probably gonna tip very well. You know, like you're you're fucking over a small business just to be these wild and crazy art types. And I I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. And oh my god! Because there's there's another theme that really bothers me about this movie, and like it is, you were talking about like we're both comedians. We're mm. both we, you know, the struggle is real, right? The struggle. It's is not real. always easy to pay yeah. rent with your art, mm-hmm. but these people are not committed. They they are committed to like this weird thing of art for art's sakes, yeah, and to make any money on it is is to sell out. And if you are not this poor, starving, struggling artist, then you're mm-hmm. not a real artist, which is something I fucking hate as a message. Yes. Because it's like in order to be successful or artistic, you have to be miserable is something that has caused a whole bunch of people in all through the arts, a whole bunch of problems. Just mm-hmm. this mentality that you need to suffer for your art is in no way true. Is it hard to to make it in the arts industry, of course it is. But there are people out there who make livings doing their art. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there there are there are those people who you know aren't sellouts who pay their rent 
doing art. And just the other thing is they're so shitty at their arts. <laughs> like, it's not like they're doing like mind bending stuff yeah. that's getting into galleries and film festivals and they're just a little short on rent. It's like they are committed to doing the worst art they possibly can. Like, the Vibohem is all about the, the song they're singing on the table, mm. all the shitty art projects that they do. Yes. Like, that's the punchline to them, is that they go, look at all the crappy art that we do while we're not paying rent. Like, just fucking try. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, why is trying a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. Why is trying painted as a bad thing? Or it, succeeding in some way. To, sell your, to be a videographer yeah. who records things for a news show is suddenly like you're compromised and no one will ever take you for real. Come on, man. Yeah. Just do your thing on the side, man. Like you don't have to <laughs> put the it together. Of serving jobs. I have had <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta make it work. hundred yeah. percent. This is so insane. And like, uh, this, this is super silly, but there's something about musicals that I, there's one area that I cannot stand and I find it very, very off-putting. And it's when they sing about sex. When they sing a very upbeat, up-tempo song about something extremely sexual, um, mm. like Mimi does. Uh, kind of like early candle or whatever. Yeah, you want to light my candle? It freaks me the fuck out every time. Because it seems... Because the in in my mind and maybe the, this is insane. I know this is insane. Before I even this launch into it, I don't this care. I don't I care. I love this. Um, <laughs> it is. It seems like it's songs for. Ch- it's too upbeat. It's too up tempo. It's too poppy and and almost childish in a way. In my mind, it, it sounds like so, like like say like a, the wheels on the bus go round and round or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's about your pussy, and that seems like a very odd combination to me. Okay, it just seems very jarring. Okay, I could be wrong, but it feels like to me like it, it kind of feels like if I tuned into Sesame Street one day and they were having a very special episode about key parties. You know what I mean? Like it just feels inappropriate. <laughs> the tone like, is yeah, like A is for adultery. Like why <laughs> are we? using it like this it seems odd yeah fair <laughs> uh and i think by extension another thing i didn't like about that i like some musicals uh i'm i'm not not a musical guy right gross uh, <laughs> no, just but rent in particular i've never liked the music there's mm. always been something about it that's bothered me every time i've heard the song which is why i never watched it up until this their point. opening song i like the opening song. i mean yeah but i think i like it because of the office <laughs> Do they do that? Oh, they sing it. They they make a song for Michael and they sing. It's very uh, similar. Okay. Uh, well, check that out. That was last week's episode, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the office. Uh, but one thing that bothered me about this musical in particular is there's these long musical numbers all about like nothing, like to express the simplest emotion. Yes. Which is just like, okay, this movie's two and a half hours long. Like, this movie does not like, need we to be this long. We don't need a whole song about let's go out on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to go out on a Saturday? Yeah. No, sorry. I'm addicted to heroin. I'm not going <laughs> to go tonight. Is that uh, what she was doing? Yeah, I guess so. She that was, was that whole. Needles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I never mentally locked into what type of drugs they were doing. But yeah, yeah I guess I heroin, heroin would be the, the correct answer. Oh, God. And everyone has AIDS. Like, like that's. I think Mark is the only character in the whole thing that doesn't have AIDS, and like it's just revealed. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, I also have AIDS, and then it's like that's another thing that bothered me. So Roger, who's the musician guy, mm-hmm. is like putting off, like, no, I'm not interested in Mimi, whatever, until she's like, by the way, I have AIDS. And he's like, oh, I also have AIDS, and then they get together. Like, it's a weird. That's actually a thing, though. I, I um, And I understand that. And, like, yeah. he'd be defensive and whatnot. But it was just like, a, oh, that's the reason now that you're... Mm. It just... It was strange I could, I, to me. I, I, no, obviously, the, it, well, it's not something I have experienced. But I can under... That that was one point of the story. Like, I did understand. I'm okay. like, I do get that. There are... Like, there are even currently groups of people where it's like, okay, there's um, sites you can go on that for people that are HIV positive... Um. So you guys, so they can yeah. kind of get together, okay, or whatever. That, that, because there is a and fear. there would be hesitation to get into a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, so I'm just an that, asshole. That is <laughs> that is something where I was like, okay, I get this. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, so so then finally, uh, Mark does get that job once 
Ben's like locked them out and stole mm-hmm. their stuff. Uh, and then Ben comes back, gives them their stuff back. He throws the money in their face. I love that Sarah Silverman's in this movie. Too. Yeah, that good was for such Sarah a random. Silverman. I was like, I didn't know she was in this. I love Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Um, oh, the uh, Maureen and uh, Joanne get married, even though she's so after. So Maureen's. Do like, they get married though? They do. Well, oh, I probably not because married because it's 1990. Yeah, like I thought it was kind of yeah. like they were like having a reception. Well, it was like a commitment. Like yeah. I, I'm going to call that getting married. They had okay. their families there. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely was not recognized by the state of New York in 1990, but whatever. Uh, yeah, and she, si- she sings a song about how hot she is. Yes, Tavia Ford, which is, I think, the only good song in this whole thing. No, yeah. it is, no, it is a good song. It was yeah. uh, that one and the um, the the song up front were the yeah. only two songs I did recognize from it, and I do think it's a good song. But I think a whole song singing about how hot you are and how the other person just needs to deal with it is yeah, fucking gonna, insane. Yeah, because that that went there. She's Marine's flirting with the receptionist while Mark's getting the job interview. Yes, Joanne gets all pissed off at her. Yep. and goes like, "Commit to me." She goes, mm-hmm. "Okay." Then they get married, and then at the wedding, Maureen is flirting with the uh, the bartender mm-hmm. at the wedding, and then they sing the song, and it's just like, oh, you're just like you're just all over the place, you know? Just a bitch. Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah, you're cheating on your wife at your wedding. She's a bitch. Mark's a bitch. Everybody's yeah. a bitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't believe I had to get a job. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. you're gonna learn some stuff about editing and filming, working for professional production house oh yeah dude i do jobs all the time i don't want to do okay but then at the end of it i go okay well it's fine i learned something or i did this or whatever like i go on show oh my god you know craig yeah you 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 agree to go do shows you don't want to do that will not be artistically fulfilling but you gotta pay the fucking bills (laughs) yes (laughs) 100 percent. this is a concept that has fallen lost on these people (laughs) yeah I, I'm going to operate independently and do my shitty art and have absolutely no repercussions for that whatsoever. It, it's it's like, yeah, there's like an entitlement there that's like... It's very odd. It's a very odd feeling, and I just, I can never pick up how how I was supposed to attach myself to these people. Yeah, I can I, never glob on to like what what was it about them that made me want to like them? There was nothing for me. I felt like yeah, it's it's not like they're like okay, we're poor artists and we don't make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but this is a place that we can afford, mm-hmm. which is stretching it as it is. And the evil landlord wants to come in and knock it down and build condos and yuppies are going to move in and they're going to destroy our art class. That's the thing that you would sympathize. Yes, with. absolutely. Not I don't want to pay no rent, do no work. And turn up my nose at free rent from a friend who's also offering me free space to do yes. my stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, this like, makes sense. He's like the most, he's the chillest guy. And he keeps giving them opportunities. Just please. <laughs> Just please do this small thing or please help me out with that. Or like, here's free rent now. And they, oh, you can fucking shove it. Yeah. They're very, oh. I feel bad for Ben. So, and then like Ben, oh yeah, because Mimi went and talked to Ben. Yes, and was like, there was there's an implication there. I think that something may or may not have happened because they used to go out, right? Or they used to hook up or whatever. Um, and then she says, you know, like, oh, nothing happened, nothing happened. And then, and then there's a weird montage about I her never, kicking heroin <laughs> and then getting back on heroin. And I'm like, I, I can't. Uh, what's the blonde guy's name? Roger. I can't I, I can't take you, that hair seriously. I, gotta, I had to tell you, I called him Kevin Bacon in my head all yeah. the whole Oh, he's like, got a very footloose like, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so Kevin Bacon comes in. Like I literally my all of my notes say Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. I started calling him Kevin, K, I started calling KB. him KB on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so Kevin Bacon gets upset again. Yeah. Uh Kevin Bacon is I think one of my least favorite characters in this movie. Um, he has no yeah. redeemable qualities in my mind. He sits around like a 
Like, he, I don't know, he just sits around with his guitar. They have a weird montage where he, after the funeral of Angel, like, he sells his guitar, and then he moves, oh, and then he grabs hate, the car, and I then he buys it back. so and, much. I hated this. I was like, you just, a character just left, had a whole other life in Arizona, mm-hmm. and then comes back in one musical thing, and it's like, it has been literally two minutes of mm-hmm. screen time with people singing, and then the characters get back together like, oh, my God, you're back. This what a was homecoming. Insane. Because you spent the front end of this movie, we spent, let's say, there was a song for every emotion, okay? For every fleeting feeling we've had. We didn't and bother then, rhyming in any of those songs, no. but we, we had a song. Then we have a major plot point happen, and we're just going to breeze real quick over all of this. I'm like, you know what? We maybe should have spent a little more time on this. Yeah. Oh, a Some friend. Care- Character development. A friend dies and I can't handle it, so I move away and realize that running from my problems isn't a thing, so I'm going to come back and confront the people. That's a that's a movie. Yes. And how shitty of a group of friends do you got to be to have a fight at a funeral? Right. Your friend just died. Your friend just died. I mean, not in just a montage, so it doesn't really strike you emotionally or anything. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of montages that were in this movie... I was like, and I, I feel like the lyrics weren't actually explaining what was going on. No, absolutely not. I felt like, honestly, it felt like it was a an eighties movie to me. Like it felt like, like I'm like, why is this just all back to back montages? Yeah. <laughs> With no, I, at moments I felt like if I turned away from the screen, there was a very good chance I would miss something crucial to the plot. Because it would take. Two seconds. It would take two seconds, and it would never be mentioned again. <laughs> Angel, yeah. You could miss Angel dying in this thing. And that's supposed to be, like, the big center of the movie where it's like, oh, yeah. my God, this character that we know and love. <laughs> did Do we know her? Uh, it, it, yeah. d- it dies, and it's... Uh, oh, can we talk about the fucking... Okay, so when they actually go down to those meetings... Yeah. And Mark thinks it's appropriate to show up and the first thing he does is pull a camera out. How dare you? How has, dare you? Does anybody does mind anybody if, have I, a problem if with I this? film this? And look at read the room, man. Read the room. Yes. Yeah. Everybody has do. a problem I would, with this. A hundred percent. This is nineteen eighty nine and you're going to out AIDS patients How who are more than likely, at this point, either homosexuals or intravenous drug users. Yes. Right? Uh, or people who got bad blood transfusions. That's yes. happened in, in, in then too. So, mm-hmm. like, that's not really a nice thing to do to people at that point. You know what I mean? Like, Certainly not. Okay. Yeah. I'm not showing up to AA meetings with a fucking news yes. team. Okay. I'd be it's like, does not... anybody care if I document? Oh, maybe sent, like, a permission letter like, ahead of time. Let yeah. me know. Like... I'm bearing my most personal struggles to this group of people. You haven't told me your name. <laughs> okay. And you're you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to whip out my camera from the the late 70s. Just I don't know. I can't guess what that camera's from. <sighs> oh, I hate that so much. I know. Much. Okay. And at the beginning of this movie, he goes, uh, I'm... I'm done shooting with a script. I'm just going to shoot the real world now. I was like, oh, as a filmmaker, you're not going to, you're not going to follow a script. You're just going to shoot whatever. Oh, so you've given up. You've (laughs) you've given up trying to make a movie and you're just going to do crappy home videos. Like, oh, I love the moment though, where he was, uh, started filming that homeless woman that the cops were harassing. mm. And she's like, you don't like, I'm not like, I'm not your art. Okay. This is like real fucking life. Yeah, that's and probably the one real moment in the whole thing yeah. where you're like, that's actually what the movie, the lesson of this movie should be. Yeah, 100% that's what the lesson of this movie should be. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't be entitled people who would be like, I don't want to pay rent and be like, look at the po- cops harassing these mm-hmm. homeless. It's like, no, 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 fuck off. I'm my own advocate. Yeah. You don't get to make a name for yourself off of me. Yeah, I like yeah. that woman a lot. I know, right? <laughs> give, her, give her a movie. <laughs> that was the one moment where I was like, yeah! Excellent point. I would have liked that scene to go on for five more minutes and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you can't pay rent? <laughs> I don't pay rent and I got no place to live. That's how it goes. That's how it works. You think <laughs> you can't pay rent and should still have a place to live. That's insane. 
drives me absolutely bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, pulling my hair out through this whole movie. It was a real it. chore to watch. It was I as I said, I kept checking to see when this was over. I was like, there's an hour left of this. That's insane. This I can't is- believe how long it is. I know. I was amazed. I think it was the, the longest movie we reviewed. <laughs> I feel like, or it felt like that at least. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah, this poor guy, the the poor landlord. And I don't think I've ever said those words in my entire life. <laughs> the poor landlord. landlord. You got to do a lot to make me side with the landlord. Side with the landlord. You got to do a lot. <laughs> and I, I side with that landlord. Yeah, I absolutely. I will. Yeah. I would. He was reasonable. Yes. He had lots of notice. He told. You know, it, it gave everybody every opportunity to live yeah. a happy and normal life. And I know, but I, I will be, I will admit that there is a possibility that there are moments to this movie that I, there are subtleties to this movie that I have missed. Okay. Maybe there is a plot point that I, I did not see and that makes him evil for some reason or something, but I didn't catch it, to be honest with you. I didn't either. I'm. I don't think it's there in the movie for sure. Mm. I don't know about the stage play. Like maybe there's. I f- I feel like maybe in the actual musical, a lot of this stuff had more time to breathe because like people will sit around for a three hour musical. You know what I mean? Like. Well, plus I I, I find that I'm willing to buy into more at like if I'm actually at a theater, like if it's yeah. a live performance, like it, it is a very different thing. Like I don't want to. S- maybe that's just who I am, whatever. I would never sit at home and watch a concert. Yeah, no. It wouldn't... I get yeah. It is beyond me. People that film at concerts, I just keep thinking, I'm like, you're never going to watch this again. No one would ever... Put your phone down and be in the moment. I know this is a pretty popular opinion, okay? I'm not really fucking reinventing (laughs) the wheel over here, okay? I feel like most of us feel this way. I mean, the 40-year-old with the iPad certainly doesn't... Standing up in front of you, like trying to get. But you're iPad not going to watch this again. It, it, but anyway, that's a whole other topic, I suppose. But yeah, I think I'm willing to buy into more if it's a live performance, For and sure. I can kind of suspend myself a little bit more. You're like, there. You're there. It's around like the everybody around you's got the same experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, this, this. Um, musical to cinema you've you've got to change some things to make the jump yes and i'm so glad you brought this up because i want to talk about that opening number so you said you didn't mind that song the song's like whatever but i'm like the fucking balls on you to open up a movie Mm. based on a music on a stage musical by having the characters stand on a stage and just sing out into a theater. <laughs> I was like, do you under... I'm sure that's how the musical opens with just the character standing on stage. But do you realize that you have to fill a different medium here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do that with people walking around the city. Like, that's just one idea off the top of my head. We're like, eh, 24 mm-hmm. Cut, you know, mm-hmm. to person to person. Not just standing stark <laughs> upright looking up to the lights and just belting out a song i'm like this is the least inspired opening you could possibly yeah. give to a to a show like this it made me dislike theater people <laughs> and oh. i and i was in theater yeah <laughs> like, like all oh, these sons of bitches are doing it again i know well and that's why i was saying like if this was your high school uh musical audition and you belted the fuck out of love v bohem to get into uh your high school's production of uh my fair lady uh i'm sorry to ruin i'm sorry that we're we're trashing you your beloved and edgy i guess yeah i don't know i yeah. don't get it i don't get it <laughs> i would say a big positive for me though is uh watching this now i now appreciate a couple more jokes in avenue q a little better um oh okay yeah, have you seen Avenue Q? No, I don't think so. So that's one where it's uh it's basically uh dirty Sesame Street. It's Ooh, like oh. it's like puppets, but they it's Avenue Q because in rent it's Avenue A is where they are. And the in Avenue Q the character says, like, What are you doing all the way out here? And he goes, Ah, I started at Avenue A and 
I'll, I got all the way down here before I could afford something. So it's like the joke is that it's way shittier even than the place in rent. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I check that out. Yeah. Oh, I've I've seen it live a couple of times. It's pretty fun. It doesn't age horribly well. Uh, uh, well, because there's a bunch of jokes about Gary Coleman being the uh, the landlord. Oh, okay. And it's uh, played by a, a black woman uh, playing Gary Coleman. But Gary Coleman has since died. Yeah. So kind of making fun of him is that's weird. It's, it is. Yeah, it does it? It's age weird. Well. Yeah. Give it a minute. But G. puppets having sex is so funny. Oh. It, it never will not be funny. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> a staple to most cinema, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then how does it... So at the funeral, yeah, Benjamin, Benjamin's just like, please don't argue. No, that was Collins. Was yeah. like, please don't argue. Mr. Tom Collins. Mr. Tom Collins, uh, who we are told loves... Uh, loves uh, uh, Angel. Angel. Even yeah. though that's like, again, one song. I never really bought it. Yeah, there's not a lot of development happening where you're like, okay, I can really feel these characters getting together. I root for them. I wasn't rooting for anybody in no. this. Yeah, it's super weird. Although they did seem like the only two that were semi-redeemable. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I Except that uh, Tom, at one point, he says he rewired the ATM. Yeah. So you, all you need is a passcode and also, it's going to give you money? Was like, that money Angel was giving out because she killed a dog? I think so. And was that dog Benjamin's dog? Was there like something, there was something where he was related to this dog in some sense. Because when they were mm. in the restaurant, he said somebody's dog went missing and they all looked at each other like, oh, oh shit, that I was the dog. This. I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's it's hard to pick up with. There's a lot of sing songs, and they're a lot. And they, they're they they're using a lot of words that you wouldn't normally use. Like somebody said, uh, "Don't poo poo it" at one point, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> what are you, what are you? No, 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 we're not doing this." Well, I mean, if you kill your landlord's dog, that's like next level shit. Yeah, I'm not like, sure if that's exactly how the plot line panned I mean, out, but I think there was something to do with like they killed this dog or they. Or they thought they killed it and they took it away. I couldn't tell by the song if the dog was actually dead or not because it seemed too poppy for him to be dead. I think they may have been saying about killing a dog, though. It's uh, such a weird... Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pay rent. I want to kill your dog with impunity because uh, I'm an artist and I need to... I, I just need to live my artist life and make the worst art imaginable. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people died in this movie. <laughs> too many people, yeah. I feel like. Like, not too many. It's Angel dies, and um, Kevin Bacon's ex-girlfriend had died. Yeah, uh, his... again, in a montage. In a montage! We meet and see her die in a montage. Everybody's died in a montage. We, we meet her. <laughs> we see how she gets him addicted to heroin, how mm-hmm. she's addicted to heroin, mm-hmm. how she get, he, she, they both get AIDS, and she dies of AIDS. I assume, and that all happens in one montage. Oh, God. Which is like. I don't think that's how you're supposed to use montages. I, I could don't think be wrong. It is either. But I'm pretty positive. I think they are just for, um, for home renovations. Uh, get, get home renovations right. or uh, working out. Working out <laughs> to, fight, to fight a Russian. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it. Those are the only two times that it's appropriate. Are you redoing this house? No. Are you going to fight a Russian? No. Then <laughs> shut this montage down. <laughs> shut oh, it down. <laughs> getting team together. Oh, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I could, I could give it that one, but I, I don't think someone dying should be a montage. No, that is maybe something you should take your time with. <laughs> so it has emotional weight and yeah. you care about it. Like, unless this movie is John Wick, like, do not, there is, should be no dying montages. <laughs> no. Uh, and speaking of dying, so then Mimi goes missing because mm. uh, I guess someone was mean to her at the funeral yeah. and uh, she's living on the street mm-hmm. and they go and they find her and she's dying. <laughs> this bothers she me is, so much because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> she is dying. And they're like, no, bring her up to our shitty apartment with no heat and, and electricity. The table. table. 
this will set that girl needs to go to a hospital. Do not sing your song of love to her to bring her back. I love it. You useless piece of shit. Did you pick just, up on you the all fact- deserve each other? You all deserve each other. Did you pick up on the fact that they said the couch is full? Just put her on the table. I like, missed that, but was, what is the couch full? I have no, I have no, I didn't look, I had no idea, but the thought that you couldn't take a second. This woman has only been sleeping on hard surfaces. <laughs> like, next stop, the first time we get you inside, uh, next stop, the table. table. Oh, God. I And yeah, so he sings this song, and then she dies? magically, she does. She's like, she I saw, saw Angel it. in the light, and she told me to oh. go back and listen to the song. Oh. I hate how much, because this is another it's movie thing. It's the power thing. of music. This is another movie thing that I cannot stand. When somebody was dying two seconds ago, and now you seem like somehow you're at 100%, which I don't think should be the percentage of where you're at. Okay, this should certainly be maybe... Show me a 60. I'll believe a 60%. 100%, you come out of it. The, the, the color of your skin's good again. You're all aware, and I saw this, and I saw that, and hello, all my friends. It takes me a couple hours to wake up in the morning from a regular sleep. This. This. Okay. <laughs> this is what I want. Okay. If I wake up from a nap that's gone on for too long... I feel like I need to be hospitalized. I'm like, am I dying? Am I going to be okay? Yes. <laughs> you are not. Yeah. Maybe that just speaks to my personal health. I don't know. No. <laughs> but <laughs> I do feel like I'm dying when I wake up from a nap. I don't know how this bitch literally died. And then and right then, back oh, at it. God. Angel wanted me to go back, sister. So I did. I guess it's not sexy to show her like rolling over her side and puking her guts out. As she like comes back, but I'm just like, say just just a just a cut, just, okay, just a little, a little, a little less, little starry less, eyed. I'm ready for the world. Little less rouge in the makeup, a little more white. So yeah. we like believe that little little spritz bottle of water, so it looks like she's a little sweaty and yeah, drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah, the same sort of trope where it's like somebody gets shot in a TV show and they're mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I was wearing a bulletproof vest. Great, okay, that's how you survived. You have so many broken ribs, you still need to go to the hospital. Yes. You still you, need to seem like you're injured from yeah, this. If yeah. It's instead of being hit by a bullet, you got hit by a two by four. Mm-hmm. You're still in pain. Ooh, there's another thing. We we breezed over this, but I, I just saw this and it reminded me. I can't say it how uh, Maureen, her name? Yeah, Maureen. Yeah. Which what a terrible name. Um Maureen comes into this protest. Like she's goddamn meatloaf, and that offends me personally. Oh, okay, yeah, she, rose, she, she rides in on a motorcycle. Wait, I don't know if it's a motor or if it's like a. So I think it, I don't know if it's a motorcycle or just like some sort of motor vehicle. Okay, but it's still very, very reminiscent of Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. which is a far superior movie. <laughs> far yes. superior. I know. Like I don't know if you like that movie, Craig. I'm I, I like Rocky. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly I've enjoy seen that it movie. Many times, yeah. That movie makes me question my sexuality. Bad, I, don't I don't know what's going on there. There's a lot happening, um, and I very much enjoy it. And here is a group of people who do their art and make a living at it. They and, run a hotel, you know. And I think a great example of how a musical can be nonsensical and still work. Mm-hmm. Okay. That Rocky Horror Picture Show doesn't necessarily... Some of it's insane. Like, this does not follow the plot of reality. Nope. But they have enough dialogue (laughs) that you know what is happening. happening. (laughs) Okay. I can buy into this insane world because you've allowed me to. (laughs) I don't know what is happening in this movie. (laughs) It's... It's... And... when you think about it, not a lot actually does happen. Nothing happens. It's it's somebody a year dies. in the life. Somebody dies. Nobody it's pays a, rent. Nobody pays. Yeah, even does though anybody it's pay rent. rent at the end? Yeah. So I, I, I guess Mark gives him some money for rent <sighs> when he offers him free rent. You know, be be a better use of that money, Mark. Maybe um, I don't know, putting it into your film career because you just quit your job. Yeah. Like, oh, he does quit the job again. Yes. Ah, so he quits so, it I again. Need to, I need to focus in on the finishing montage. my film. 
I could see how you would miss that, uh, Craig, because it was within the montage. Uh, yeah. And then the guy shows back up from Santa Fe. It's like when Kevin Bacon sells his guitar and then buys it back. Uh, oh, yeah. Can we talk about. So he sold his guitar to buy a car. Yep. Then sold his car to buy a guitar. Mm-hmm. His, <laughs> did he sell his guitar again to buy a car to come back? I forget. Uh, but that is either the world's most. That is the world's most expensive guitar. Yes, why does this And simultaneously the world's shittiest car. Like the the difference <laughs> in price between a car and, and a, a guitar. guitar huge. And like I, I like, could be wrong. I'm not a musician, but I feel like you could probably still achieve your dreams with a cheaper guitar. Yeah, one that you can't I mean it's a pretty shitty car, but like, yeah, a couple hundred dollar guitar, a couple yeah. hundred dollar car can't even run. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like you can have it all, Kevin Bacon. You oh. can have a car and a guitar <laughs> if you just, just pay the rent. right price. <laughs> madness, this movie. Uh, Absolute yes. front-to-back madness. Oh, my God. And the most redeemable... I, I did laugh, though, because on our Wayne's World episode, we were like, I don't think there's ever been a villain called Ben. And uh, here we are again with a mm. villain called Ben doing exactly the Whoa, same thing. Oh, Craig, you're blowing my mind I know. right now. Oh, I'm, I'm pulling all the <laughs> threads together. <laughs> you're this weaving is, quite the web. This is what I was thinking about when I was watching this movie, missing plot points that are <laughs> uh, <laughs> very briefly glossed over. Um, yeah, but not villainous at all, this guy. No, he seems like an upstanding citizen. Cares for his friends. He's not kicking AIDS patients out on the street. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I will give you a place to stay. It's fine. No, and I think what is weird about this whole movie is that they actively hate him because he has money now. Mm -hmm. That's a very major part of this, is that it's it's very ingrained in, in the songs and, like, oh, you think, you know, you're so much better than you're the elite now and all this kind of stuff. And it just seems so odd to me because isn't that what these people are also trying to achieve in some sense? Mm, no, because I and I think that's my one of my biggest problems is I don't think they are trying to achieve any sort of monetary success. They just want to do art for art's sake, which is mm. like so problematic. It like involves them like suffering for their art and being poor and not supporting themselves or taking care of themselves in order so that their suffering and their art is true. I think they, like, reject money outright. Has anybody told these people that you can do shitty art in Wisconsin as well? Right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. For probably pennies. That that protest moo song would play just as well in Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would play just as well all over the world. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you don't speak English, you could understand it as well as I do. That it is. Hot garbage. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I I don't think they want wealth, and I think it's like, and that's fine, like live a simple mm-hmm. life. Yes, but there's there is a middle ground between mm-hmm. owning a condo building in downtown New York, yeah. Manhattan, and living in a place with no heat. You can whatever that balance is for you, you can find it. But I'm gonna say it's probably closer to. It's further away than living in a place with no heat. Let's put it that way. There's somewhere in the middle, too. There's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. You can be a waitress. Where you can be an appropriate functioning adult. Yeah. You can bartend. You can... Yes. You know what I mean? And you can still suffer for your art, and you can still Mm -hmm. create good art, and you can sell your art and make money on your art. You can take commissions for art that you don't want to do. Just do that. But don't think that you have to be this miserable fucking person uh, yeah, and it's okay to yourself. be happy. To yes. You. It's okay to be happy. It's dangerous to tell artists that they need to suffer. Yeah, I had like a real complex about that when I first started doing stand-up. Because everybody I met was like, or anybody like I really admired in comedy always had this very like tragic backstory and like they've lived through so much and that's why their comedy is so good and that's what they attribute it to is this is my way of dealing with this. And I honestly, I had this weird thing where I felt bad that i hadn't lived a bad life yes where you're envying people for making poor decisions because that because that means you're more of an artist or they or specifically in comedy it's like Mm -hmm. if you make the worst decision that's uh, sometimes the funniest decision it's not you know 
saying something sarcastic to your girlfriend and your mm-hmm. girlfriend breaking up with you because you're such an asshole yes. is a way funnier story than, oh, sorry, let's sit down and talk about this and work this through. Long term, you're way happier having worked it through rather than throwing opportunities and stuff under the bus for a funny story. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a problem and you don't have to do it. I'm here to say, uh, you can be happy as an artist and, um, please be, please be happy as an artist and don't think you have to wallow in, uh, in, um, obscurity or poverty or, uh, anything like that, uh, just for the sake of being an artist. <laughs> I know this got super serious, oh but my it was God. like, it was like, <laughs> 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 Woo! Uh, Guys, we're all fine. We, we uh, also let's let's be clear. Our art is telling fart jokes. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Yeah, our so, art is a little a, different mm. than other people's art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Picasso with dick jokes. I think that's. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably it I for. Uh, I, think, I think we've beaten this movie, movie down. down to, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry if you were one, if, one of the ones who like suggested it. And yeah. I do apologize, but um, but not that w- much because <laughs> maybe you have shitty taste. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do feel like a lot of people who were recommending this saw this movie and were like, "What? No, that's hot garbage!" Like, oh yeah, you I know what I mean? People like, suggested this well, because I mean, they were it, like, it, "If you did, I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> this was not your intent." <laughs> I want you to talk about how it was otherwise a perfect movie, yes. but that the villain was right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's time for our uh, definitive ranking of how good the villain was. So Benjamin, the landlord, uh, Rebecca, uh, what, what's your uh, uh, ranking? My ranking from uh, Flash Mob to Flash Flood is okay. a viral video. Okay, is a viral video. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was nice and wholesome and something you could enjoy for not two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick. I could. I feel like we could have banged this out in three minutes. This like is adults. a vine. This yeah. is a vine. <laughs> this is a vine. Goddamn. What Just about you, Craig? Five seconds. <laughs> I don't want to pay rent. I gotta yeah. pay rent. Over. Over. Done. Um, uh, yeah. So um, on my scale of um, this is the rebellious artist uh, s- uh, scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from uh, writing jingles for Nestle. Uh, <laughs> Oh, good, good. I like to uh, full on Banksy. Uh, I am giving this uh, this villain. uh, I'm ranking him and any number of artists and musicians who support themselves and family from their art. (laughs) (laughs) How wholesome! (laughs) (laughs) Which is to say, he's very good. Uh, And then, uh, yeah. So before we get to our uh, final uh, segment of the eight, uh, our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, where we talk about people who have inspired or disappointed us personally in the last week. Uh, there are a couple ways that you can help us with the podcast. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, uh, VWR Podcast. You can also like us and rate us on iTunes. It's very important. We would like you to do that very much. Please and thank you. Yes, it helps <laughs> us move up the ratings. And thank you to everyone who's already done it. You guys are the real champions. Yeah. Um, Email us. Yeah. Suggestions, even or com- you know, you want to email me a compliment. I don't know about that. We read all your compliments, we do, uh. <laughs> and then we talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, makes us feel good. It really it does. It really does. Uh, and you can, of course, email us uh, anything you like about the podcast or uh, something you want to hear, or yeah, as we said, just like nice compliments to make us feel good. Uh, villain was right at gmail.com. Is where yeah, you can get us. Hit us up. Yep. And uh, now it's time for uh, Hero and Villain Week. Uh, Rebecca, what do you got this week? Okay. um, I am going to... I I got a villain, but I'm my own villain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was going to do something different, but this actually really reminded me of something that had happened to me that I I, I kind of fucked up. Well, I didn't fuck up on, but it it, it presented itself terribly. I... uh, (laughs) This is so stupid. So, you know, um, so in the Toronto stand-up community, we have a, uh, a wonderful group of people called CASC. They're trying to get um, Canadian comedy recognized as an art form in Canada because it is not recognized as an art form. We cannot get grants. We cannot get certain things uh, because it's not considered art. So that's very nice that these people got together. They're trying to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. essentially unionize and try and get some more money flowing in, in this department, which is wonderful. 
So uh, a, li- oh, a little while ago, we they were putting on an event where they were doing a 12-hour comedy marathon at mm-hmm. this venue called The Rivoli. So it's 12 hours of comedy. Everybody gets, like I think, like, I don't know, five-minute spot, 10-minute spot, whatever it is. Um, and you just go, and they're just doing it all day. Okay, it's kind of crappy because obviously there's not going to be an audience there for twelve hours. Of course not. People filter in and out. It can be good. It can be bad. You don't know what you're walking into, you got but it's fun. AM spot. And yeah, you're like, this is, yeah. But it's about, all about camaraderie. You're supposed to show up. Whatever. Anyway, I go to this show. I'm on like the late. I'm on like the prime time, like like the nine o'clock, whatever. So I got a nice spot. I'm pleased. Whatever. I'm having, I'm a little stressed out that night. I'm dealing with another uh, club owner that's making me stressed, whatever. Um, emails back and forth. I'm not focusing on this at all. I do my set. I get off stage and a comedian comes running up to me and says, hey, um, is it okay? The, uh, the A news station came, filmed you, and they're going to use it as the backdrop like they're gonna use it on the news tonight and i was like yeah sure whatever buddy like no problem i don't give a shit like like i was so in my own head about this other problem i was having i didn't even absorb what he had just said to me so i get home and i'm not thinking about it i'm talking about all this other bullshit and then i get an e like a message pops up on my facebook and i go what the fuck is this somebody goes hey dude you're on the news right now and i was like what she goes you're on the news and i go oh okay Oh, and then I go, oh, yeah, 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 I remember that, whatever. They send me the video of this. This poor, I cannot believe. (laughs) I don't know if this was sabotage or what it is. They do not use any of the audio. Thank God. Okay. They do not use any of the audio, but this anchor is talking over me doing stand-up. She's going, okay, um, this, they're putting on this 12-hour marathon. They're trying to get it together for these, uh, for these individuals to get this recognized as an art form. As she says this, I am mimicking having balls in the background. I am crunched (laughs) down. I am, my hands are gesturing in and out between my legs and I am frantically, obviously frantically yelling about how uncomfortable I think balls are. She's like, the art form, everybody. Here you go. So I got to say, I don't think I did a good job on that. (laughs) And this movie just reminded me of that. (laughs) No, it's a legitimate art, everybody. It's It's a true story. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because like any other 30 seconds of your act. Oh, it would have been fine. It would have just been like. Hey, everybody. Hey, I'm Rebecca Reeds. I'm in the background. I got a microphone. I'm walking around. I'll walk to the left side of the stage. Walk to the right side yeah. of the stage. No. So me one. frantically gesturing between my legs. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, God. We've all... I mean, we haven't all been there. But <laughs> it's a very but specific you've, thing. You've, you specifically have been there, and I feel for you. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Craig? Uh, so uh, this week, I, I also have a villain. Oh, uh, wonderful. And this is going to be... This is going to seem... Pre- kind of petty but uh oh i love it already i've mentioned this before that one of the things that stresses me out the most is being at a grocery store right with people behind it so i was there the other day and there was i ended up somehow following this old couple around the entire time like every corner i would oh you're just in sync with them yeah every corner i would turn they would be there and they were just so oblivious to everything but like the stereotypical old couple so the guy like stops at the like the start of an aisle you know what i mean yeah Just cart all the way across it i'm standing behind him waiting for him to move and his wife is like uh <laughs> he's like sandy uh chicken's on sale like we could get like two for ten is that a good that's a good deal we should get two and sandy's like what and then she'd repeat it and I, I'm stuck behind him. And I don't like conflict either, but I verbally said out loud, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, under my breath. Mr. Craig. <laughs> under my breath. I don't think anybody heard me, but I was just like, this is insane. Jesus and then I catch up with him. Like, <laughs> he's just like stopped. Yeah. Just like eyes off somewhere else listening to his wife talk about chicken and then um i catch up with him later she's like cream was three dollars i can't <laughs> believe it's that much and i'm like oh my god like please just and i end up in line behind them at the checkout because there's like two checkouts open at this <laughs> time of day and i see in the cart in front of them they're unloading all their stuff and i see 
a potato sitting in like, you know, where the kid's seat is right there. And I'm like, they're going to miss that potato. Should I say something? I was like, no, no, they got it. <laughs> so I'm behind them. Mm-hmm. They've already checked out and the cashier's starting to ring me through. And then the woman comes back. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> I forgot to pay for this one potato. No, take the potato. Just, just take, take it. the potato. Just take the potato. And then, so the cashier goes, that's okay. I'll just ring you through for the one potato right now. And she's like, it's a dollar 25 or something. And the that's woman's not, like, it's an expensive. I, maybe potato. it was like, you go to a maybe it was grocery like, store. <laughs> I, maybe it was like, fi- fi- anyway, it was like not a lot of money. It was yeah. like maybe 50 cents or something. Mm. Anyway. And she goes, hang on. I've got that in change. And she proceeds to like count out it. nickels in it. front of me to pay for one potato. <laughs> it's like, the most old person thing. I'm like, I don't dislike old people. I just dislike people who are slow and oblivious and pay for potatoes and change. <laughs> you just described old people. Frank. I know. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but I was so, so angry about it. I was like, they're my villain of the week. I can't even pretend like they're not. I was just like, yep. That's, that's hilarious. That's all the right buttons for Craig right there. <laughs> Imagine them just walking around spouting out like inaccurate science. science. <laughs> if they had to combine those two things, your brain would have exploded. You know who like, I hate? People with long bodies. <laughs> also, I think the thing from E.T. probably would have worked. <laughs> Here's change for a potato. I'm going to deep dive on that ET thing and send Uh. you articles about it now to troll you. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody out there can explain to me how that works, I am, I'm, Send blueprints, schematics. I'm I'm begging you to do it. It will make him so mad. Actually, if you could just send him inaccurate things. Could you just send Craig Fay? All of your favorite inaccuracies in science. Okay. And just send them like they're facts. Yeah. Okay. Really sell them. Oh, dear God. (laughs) This is is pure torture right now. People are going to do this. I'm going to have flat earthers talking to me. Oh, Oh, yeah. This is definitely bullying. Uh, (laughs) Rent and then bad science. There we go. Yes. Uh, But I think that does us for uh, rent this this, week. We did it. We We did it, everybody. Uh, where can people uh, get a hold of you, Rebecca? You can follow me at Rebecca Reads or check out my website, RebeccaReads.com. Sweet. And you can reach me, uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Twitter, CraigFay.com. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, check out show dates on CraigFay.com. And uh, that, uh, that does it for us this week. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.